Hey, sweet friends, my name is Chef Schomburg. I started my baking business with a bottle of Di Serrano and one Bundt cake pan. Fast forward to today from news to magazines, speaking on national stages and more, I can truly say that baking has changed my life. So now, as a bakery business coach, I get to help others have the same success. I've helped hundreds of my students across the world in my global membership program create six-figure businesses, mainly from home. The Baking for Business podcast is an extension of that. From actionable tips to valuable tools and resources that can impact you as a business owner. I truly believe, y'all, we would never have been given a gift if we couldn't profit and prosper from it. So come on, darling. What are you waiting for? Hey, sweet friends. I hope you're having a beautiful day. Today, we're talking all about two mistakes to avoid when picking your niche. If you're like a lot of people, you've probably heard the phrase, the riches are in the niches, niche, niche, however it is you decide to say it. And to be totally honest, will a niche solve everything in your business? No, it won't. However, why is it so important? Well, one of the biggest reasons why picking a niche is truly important is because it allows you to separate yourself from the crowd so that you can speak to your ideal client. However, I've been doing this for many, many years, and I find when it comes to choosing a niche, a lot of people struggle. So today we're going to talk all about two mistakes to avoid when picking out your niche in your home bakery business. And I hope that this really helps you to open up your mind, to find some clarity, and to also really understand the importance. By the end of this, we'll review those mistakes and how to kind of change your thoughts around it so that you can have a niche in business. I'm going to be totally honest with you. There's nothing new under the sun when it comes to baking. And sometimes we can feel that way, like, oh, what I'm doing is so different. But in actuality, it's been done before. However, that shouldn't really stop you from having a niche. When you set out to have a business, your entire purpose is to provide value to your consumers. And a lot of times I meet bakers and as they're growing their business, they can't really understand why they're not attracting clients to them. And one of the biggest reasons why and the first mistake to avoid is to avoid having a scarcity mindset. So many people think, well, chef, the more things I do in my business, the more things I offer, they're like, I can do cupcakes, I can do macaroons, I could do cocoa bombs, I could do madeleines, I could do this, I could do that. And so in the beginning, whenever I meet bakers, they're always doing so much stuff. Their menu is so big. And the problem with that is that you actually don't stand out. What happens is if you've ever heard the phrase, you become like the jack of all trades, but the master of none. And what I find a lot of times, if we really get deep and address it, is the reason why so many of you guys struggle to actually narrow down is because of a scarcity mindset. So many people feel, well, if I pick one thing, that one thing is going to put me in a box and I'm going to miss out on money. But here's the actuality of it. If you're doing a lot of things now and you notice you're struggling with getting customers to come back. You're struggling with getting people to notice you. You feel like, oh, well, like a lot of bakers say, I'm just in a saturated market. There's no room for me. No, the market has room for you. But one of the first things is that you have to know, who are you? What is your purpose? 
What do you want to do with your business? And how do you want to stand out? And how do you want to be different? And I find that so many people struggle with that because they feel, well, if I buckle down, if I pick one thing, then it's going to limit me. And it's actually the opposite. And so one of the things that I really want you to try to change is number one, to operate from a growth mindset. Look at it this way. If you're doing all the things for all the people, the only thing that's going to lead to is, first of all, you're going to have burnout because you're probably going to get tired. Second, you don't come to mind when people are thinking of something. And that's honestly what you really, really want to do. Think about if I needed a gluten-free cake, but you're a person that also does regular baking. What you would prefer to do is if you have a niche or a specialty, say, hey, we specialize in gluten-free items. This is what we specialize in. And so what happens is, is as you grow, you're going to attract your tribe. Now, are you able to offer other items that are non-gluten-free? Sure, you can. Is it the smartest thing to do? No, probably not. Because if you put your stake in the market, And if you say, hey, this is who I am and this is who I serve, you'll find that you will attract those people a lot more. They'll feel like you are for them versus you just doing all the things. One of my favorite businesses, they were on Shark Tank and they offer these cupcakes in a jar. And I love that because I was like, wow, they're probably one of the first companies to ever do it. Now we see cupcakes in jars all the time. But so many people, there are so many different trends. There's been the unicorn cake, the vintage cake, the llama cake, the this cake. And so many people who I know say, you know what? I want to do jarred cakes. I want that to be my thing. But this is in trend and that's in trend. And the problem with that is that trends are always going to come and go. But when you have a niche and when you're not operating from a scarcity mindset, You're going to find ways to adapt the trend to what it is you're doing so that you don't feel like missing out. But also you're going to serve your people even more because, again, they still feel comfortable coming to you because they know you for that one thing. So this particular uh, brand, they're called Wicked Good Cupcakes. And when the unicorn trend came out, instead of them saying, okay, well, we have to make unicorn cakes now. We have to, to, to ditch the jar. Everyone's doing unicorn cakes. That's where the money's at. No, they looked at the trend and they said, okay, rather than us hopping on a trend, how can we take that trend and adapt it to who we are and what we do? So that's the perfect example of them having a growth mindset. I meet so many bakers and their mindset is fixed. They're always, and I I discuss this all the time, they're always thinking, okay, well, the only way that I can do money is if I do trends, if I copy other people, if I do what everyone else is doing. And so because of that, that's why they struggle with the niche. Because when I say, hey, what is your niche? What do you specialize in? Oh, well, I I could do this. I could do that. I could. No, I didn't say, what can you do? I know you can do a, a, a thousand damn things, but what is it that you want to do? And so what this particular company did was rather than them doing all the sprinkles and rather than them doing layer cakes and totally abandoning their business model, they said, "Okay, we're going to look at the colors of the unicorn. We're going to look at the glitter and we'll just add that to our cake jars. So instead of us changing like the wind and ditching our total niche, we'll adapt what's in trend to who we are versus walking away from who we are to follow a trend. And that, my friends, is operating from 
a growth mindset. That's being able to open your mind and to recognize what other things are going on in the market, but not walking away from who you are. And so that is tip number one. And I hope that helps you to think, am I walking away from who it is that I am? Am I having a scarcity mindset? Am I offering a large menu, trying to do all the things, trying to please everyone? Because I feel the bigger my menu is and the more skills I can do, the more customers I'll get. I find a lot of times the reason why people don't grow their business like they want to in their home bakery is not necessarily honestly because of a skill thing. Usually it boils down to them not having a personal brand not being comfortable with sales and actually selling their product, and then them running away from marketing, having a lack of marketing in their business. A perfect example I tell my students all the time is nothing but cakes. When you look at nothing but cakes, they offer bunt cakes, right? Just bunt cakes, one pan. They have about seven or eight regular flavors that they uh, start off with. They're not necessarily doing all the things in their business, but yet they focus on what's important. They have a personal brand. They tell their stories of how there are two friends that started a business. They're amazing in sales. You know, the cashiers who are there, they're always trying to upsell or cross sell or saying, would you like candles with that? Do you want to get this in a box? Do you want an extra bow? So they're really working on the things that a business should. And they're always marketing themselves, be it email marketing, social media marketing. They're making sure that they spread the message of who they are versus always hopping on different trends and assuming that the more I do, the more I'll attract because that's actually wrong. So when we even look at what is a niche, your niche is technically your specialty, the thing that you say you specialize in. And a big part of a niche is what we call, and we mentioned it on on the show before, is a USP, your unique selling proposition. And the reason why that's so important is because what is it that's special about you? What is it that's different about you? You know, so many people that I run into who struggle on social media when they're doing all the things, when they're having Baker burnout, the talent is there, but it's just that they haven't found a way to really hone in on that talent and to really stand out. And when you look at the market, if you're offering things that the market already has an answer to, and you're not taking the approach of actually being unique and showing people how you can provide value, then that's honestly one of the biggest reasons why people are not buying. Because if they don't see value in you, if they don't see something that's different about you, if what you have is the same as what somebody could get from a grocery store, then sis, bro, you have to be honest. Think about it. Why would they want to come to you? And so that's why it's so important for us to have a niche to stake our claim, to say, hey, this is who we are. This is what we offer. And to really speak to that person, because what's going to happen is we're going to eventually grow our tribe. We're going to find customers who are for us. You're going to be set up so that you can attract the best and repel the rest. And so if that's you, if you're thinking from a scarcity mindset, if you're trying to be all the things to all the people and offer 101 damn products because you think, okay, new product, new product, new product. I'm going to put this. I'm going to put this. I'm going to put this. They're going to come. I'm going to put this up. I can do this too. I could do this too. They're going to come. And let me ask you, how's that working for you? You probably noticed they're still not coming, right? And the reason why is because there's nothing special about you. There's nothing unique about you. 
And so I want to challenge you to sit down and say, you know what? Who am I? Who do I want to be? Which brings me to mistake number two. Uh, One of the reasons is because honestly, a lot of times people, they're not comfortable being who they are. When we look at starting a business, when you initially started a business, before you got your license or or anything like that, you should have sat down and actually said, what type of brand do I want to be? You know, branding is something that a lot of people actually avoid. And because of that, it's hard to really market yourself and to actually put yourself out there if you don't know who you are. And so just a few tips. And when you're thinking about a brand, think about your core values, Think about your mission. What is it that you want to do? And a lot of times people don't pick those things because they're like, well, no one cares about my mission or or no one cares about what I believe in. But in actuality, they do. Because at the end of the day, to be totally honest, even once you pick a niche, people can take your niche. Like if I say I specialize in alcohol and cupcakes, alcoholic cupcakes, which I do, and people see you winning in that, don't get it twisted. They're going to come and they're going to do the exact same thing, right? But when you know who you are and when you brand yourself and you say, okay, this is my brand story. This is my mission. These are my core values. This is what I believe in. So having a niche, I probably should have titled this, a niche isn't enough, honestly. Having a niche is great, but what really makes that niche stand out is when you're comfortable in your personal brand, when you show up and when you share the stories of your business, when you share what matters to you. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that people do is we're living in a day and age where everybody is like a carbon copy version of someone else. Everyone wants to hop on a trend. Everyone wants to copy someone else. And the crazy thing is, is by the time you copy that person, it's too late. That person is already known for that thing. However, when you decide to show up and be yourself and say, you know what, this is what's passionate to me. And I'm going to do this because one of my favorite examples is a company called Fat Sunday and they offer pretzels. Did they invent the pretzel? Nope. Are there tons of people who are doing dip treats? Yep. But why are they so different? Because the pretzel is their specialty. They specialize in gourmet pretzels. And so number one, they're ditching the scarcity mindset, right? They're saying, hey, this is who we are. This is what we offer. And this is what we're going to be known for. Number two, they stand out. So when you stand out because you're doing that thing, because you're following yourself, people start to say, oh, okay, well, when I want an alcohol infused cake, this is who I go to. Because your messaging, when you're marketing, it needs to repeat itself. People need to hear over and over and over and over. This is who I am. This is what I offer. This is how I help. This is who I am. This is what I offer. This is who I help. And a lot of times we think I meet bakers all the time. When I look on their page, I'm like, why haven't you posted? They're like, oh, I don't have an order. I'm like, you don't need an order to post. You just need to show up and be consistent to post. You've already fulfilled orders. Post what you have. Post what you've done. But too often we're afraid of repeating. We think, well, if I repeat or if a person sees the same thing, they'll get tired. No, you're actually branding in a person's mind. This is who I am. And this is why I'm different. This is who I am. And this is what I, why I'm different. I hate when I meet people that always say, They don't have a spouse that supports them or they don't have someone at home who supports them. And one of the biggest reasons why I hate that is because I feel a lot of times we're afraid to be ourselves because there's a lack of support that's not there. 
you know, when I started doing alcohol infused cupcakes, it was honestly because I started off with the pound cake. And it was honestly because that was the only thing I knew how to bake. I learned that from my mom. And so the pound cake became part of my story. It became part of how I showed up. And I was never afraid to show up and, and share my stories. A lot of you guys know I've lost my mother because I truly believe that in life, you make your mess your message. And over time, any testimony that you go through is only going to become your test. And so when I show up and when I share that to people, I'm not just an average pound cake lady. I wasn't just another person doing pound cakes. Pound cakes had a meaning to me. I was showing up and I was sharing who I was. I was sharing my mission, my values, things that matter to me as a brand. And because of that, I started to stand out with that one particular thing. And so what I want to encourage you today is that if you've been struggling with picking your niche, if you feel like, well, if I don't offer a million things, my sales are going to go down. I'm here to tell you that's not the truth. In actuality, you need to narrow it down. Because if you're doing too much, it's only going to lead to burnout, number one. And number two, you're defeating the purpose. The entire purpose of choosing a niche is so that you can speak to a certain market, so people can know that you are for them, so that you can attract the best and repel the rest. So sit down and ask yourself, do I know who I am as a brand? What is important to me? What do I want to do? What's the legacy I want to leave behind? And am I being confident if you struggle with self-doubt and showing up and actually showing your brand on social media? I'm encouraging you to go back and, and check out the podcast before this, episode number 42. It'll walk you through how to overcome self-doubt. But you really have to make sure that you're speaking to that particular market because that's the only way you're going to stand out. If you don't stand for something, You'll fall for anything. And that happens so often in our industry. And I don't want it to happen to you. I think you're unique. You're wonderfully made. I know that because the Bible tells me so. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so whatever it is you do, if it's organic baked goods, if it's baking from scratch, if it's, I meet a lot of people who do fusion desserts, maybe it's like island desserts with an American twist, whatever your niche is, if it's luxury desserts, if it's, uh, I don't know, there's tons of niches out there to pick in our industry, gluten-free, whatever it is, custom-made, doesn't matter. I want you to pick a niche and I don't want you to feel like your niche is defining you. But instead, I want you to feel like it's empowering you because it's the thing that you enjoy doing. It's something that your market actually needs. And when you show up and you do more of that and you repeat more of that and you're doing it over and over and over and over, people are like, oh, no, that's my go to girl. When I need luxury desserts, I go to uh, delectables by, I'm trying to think of one of my students, but you'll start to stand out. When I want alcohol infused, this is who I go to. No, no. When I need a gluten-free cake, this is who I go to. She does gluten-free cakes all the time. She does vegan cakes all the time. And so you'll stand out for something versus just fading in the background and people not really knowing who you are. So I hope these two tips helped you today. As always, thank you so much for listening. If this helped, do me a favor, tag me on Instagram. And I want to know, what is your niche? What do you do? Or are you one of those people who are like, you know what, chef, you're right. I do every damn thing and I'm tired of it. And I'm not known for shit. 
because every other day I'm changing like the sun and I haven't really staked my claim in my community. No one knows to come to me for one particular thing because I'm the jack of all trades. That's not what I want, but if this message helps you, then I will learn. I would love to uh, learn about you and know that. So thank you guys, as always, for listening. I want you to be great. Again, tag me on social media at Baking for Business, and I can't wait to see how this helps. Have a wonderful day. Bye for now.